0: Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club, you're listening to the Coaches Panel.
1: This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cotchen from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club, you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Car Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well and enjoying yourself through this year's 50 most relevant. Not only are we into the top 10, we are now down into the single digits of the players left to be revealed. Number nine, let's be honest, a couple of days ago, I pretty much gave away he was coming into the 50. Brayden Pruce is who we're talking about. And it's felt a long time since we've had Kane on this. So we had to get him back in. Hello, mate. It's good to see you again.
0: It's great to see you, MJ. You're doing a mountain of work. I don't know how you're still going. It feels like you're running a marathon, I can imagine. You're, you're nearly there.
1: We're These nearly there. the last
0: there. few miles. And I think this is a guy that's maybe a little bit more straightforward than some of the other guys we've chatted about. And I know the other ones you've done throughout the 50 because at the price, which is, I guess, where we have to start, we have to put it in that, that terms really, don't we? Because when you're talking salary cap, it's not like a draft. It's not, you know, we'll get him at this point. You know, he's going to average this. He's, a, he's even yeah. a feudable ruck. Like we're putting it through the caveat of his price. And he's yeah. dirt cheap. We all know why he's dirt cheap. He hasn't played much footy. No. He's at his third club. There seems to be opportunity there, but yes, is there, is there not? We'll dive into it.
1: Yeah, I think there's plenty to discuss about him. Still just the 26 years of age, which is crazy to think. It feels like Bruce is coming towards the end of his career because we've talked about him so much across fantasy circles. Uh, Career scores for him. You do have to go back to 2019. Uh, There's nothing from last year due to multiple setbacks, but against Carlton in 2019 is when he's had his career scores. It was a 108 in AFL fantasy and dream team and a 140 in super coach in that format. He's priced cheaper than Jason Horn Francis. That's an important point that we'll spend some time on $204,700 in AFL fantasy. He's going to sit back just on 367 K And in DT, just a touch over $255,000. And Louis, not Louis, Kane. I've talked to all of you. I know I've been away a little bit,
0: MJ. I know I've been away for a little bit, but my goodness.
1: I didn't call your taken. It's
0: only taken 40, what is it? Geez, that's going to question my message. Forty-one
1: podcasts you've got. Forty-one podcasts, to, and you've made to name a different panel member a different thing. So that's okay. I didn't call you Rids or Fox. So, that, so that's a we'll positive. Start step the fifty here.
0: again, MJ. If you're going to no. make a mistake like that, that's it. Start again. Every start over.
1: Start over. But I think the Ruck line for me. I think I even said it on an episode with Rids, and that was who it was with, not with you. And I'm pretending it's Rids. <laughs> was it feels like this Ruck line kind of picks itself in 2022. We could go through the numbers and and the trends and the scoring of what he's done at Melbourne Ruck sharing with Gorn, what he did at North Melbourne Ruck sharing with Goldstein and what he hasn't. Because he's got a a history of a couple of tons and a couple of 90-plus scores across the format. The article at CoachesPanel.tv kind of goes through that. But as important as it is to see that he's got some scoring capacity, what we're really doing at r2 here is we're maximizing two things aren't we maximizing cash generation and maximizing salary cap at the start of how we can best use what's been allocated to us is it too big of a statement that the ruck line picks itself across the formats in 2022
0: well i think it just depends who you talk to, MJ, there's some people, and this is the funny thing with this game, is there's so many different ways to succeed. Yeah. And especially in the rucks, it seems to be an approach that people have had success with set and forget rucks. So what do you yes. think they want to do in future seasons? They want to s- stick with set and forget. They yeah. want to say, I finished top 100, I had a career best year, and it was because I picked, just say, Six. in recent years, Gorn and Grundy. I picked yep. that, and I succeeded. So, therefore, that's my approach. Yep. I'm going to pick the two best rucks. Or I'm going to lock them away and I feel good. I'm not going to touch that line again. I don't have to worry about this. They're not going to miss games. Um, but that's a bit simplistic for mine. I, mm. I still think at the end of the day, we need value. And I, and I remember you mentioning it on a podcast. And again, you've done many. So I'm plucking this one out. You said last year, Flynn was the answer. Yeah, Flynn was the answer to how well he was scoring. You wanted those points on field. Yes. You should have. You could have allocated money elsewhere, and yep. you would have got a better score. Now we know, Flynn wasn't a season-long keeper. He had some time where he was out of the side, but he was the right choice. Yes. When you was if, if you had him on field, for those first few weeks in the season, he was scoring great. He mm. was generating cash, and you would have been better placed having a premium in another line. Yes. than having Gorn and Grundy. That, that was the answer. And that's the thing with these type of guys is, how long can you give me? Can you give me six weeks? Can you give me seven weeks? And as we always say, are they better than what you're going to do at a mid-price or a high-end rookie, we'll call him as well, in another line? And I think that's why Bruce is super, super attractive to people is that- I think so. At what he's priced at, and what we know number one rucks can do. And, and that's where we have to start working out is he a number one ruck in that Giants team?
1: Yeah.
0: Is he a ruck sharing ruck? And clearly, if he's out of the side, then it's a really easy answer for us. Totally. But what we know about number one rucks is, and we saw it with Flynn for a while there, it is not out of the question to be 80 plus. It no, isn't out of the question to be 85, 90 plus. And we're not asking for a season. We're asking for six to eight weeks.
1: Yep, that's it.
0: To increase in cash, give us those points. And that's why it's exciting because you start thinking about mid-prices or, again, high-end rookies at in other lines at that price. Yeah. Do you feel they have that upside? You know, people are picking guys like, let's say, Raul and Caldwell. Yeah. And I think they're sort of setting the bar at, well, if they can give me 80, they can give me 80. I'll take that. I'm I'm pretty happy. Uh, It it bridges it. You know, it's more of an AFL fantasy play. But sure. as you've mentioned, the games are... The other games are going that way too. Yeah. SC and DT are giving us more trades. Yep. They're giving us more flexibility to move on. So all of a sudden you start thinking, if you're going to pay that for them, and that's your expectation. That's right. Why can't a Proust give you that? That's why he's so relevant for me, is that I can't just say I'm picking the two... Big dogs, yeah. Because that's what I do. I think if someone's presenting you that much value, and at the point of recording, we don't know who the number one ruck is. Sure, but you can only base your relevancy on the information you've got at this yes. time of recording, MJ. And he's extremely relevant because it is not out of the question to deliver eighty plus. And eighty plus is enormous for his price. It's under two hundred and fifty
1: k in super He's cheaper. He is cheaper than the most expensive cash cow yep. in, AF- in Super Coach and in Dream Team. He's less than 100,000 more expensive than Jason Horn Francis in AFL fantasy. When I look at Bruce, there's a couple of things that I, I, I consider. Number one is this, and I think you articulated it really brilliantly around the I always do this strategy, so I do this. If you've been playing this game for over a decade or give or take that long, When those expansion clubs of GWS and Gold Coast came in, the correct starting squad strategy in those years was to take the value ruck that was playing R1 in those teams in a Jonathan Giles and a Zach Smith. And it was a very, very comfortable structure where we went, they've got job security. They're going to play that position. Sure, injury is a risk with every player. And it was very prominent to see someone go, a Lans or Cox at R1, and one of these boys. We got that two years in a row. And arguably, I think we got something similar last year. So to say I'm a quote-unquote set-and-forget man or a set-and-forget girl, and that's my strategy, you rule out something immediately that the game could offer you every single year. The other thing about it, and I'm keen on your reflection on both this and the, the subsequent point after it Kane cool. is, the reason you go set and forget rocks is because the best two options are clear and above better than everyone else. You're removing the headache. You don't think there's the right value and cash generation. So you go, I'm getting the best. And for the part of the past decade, it's been Gorn, Grundy, Sanderland's Cox. There's been a few years of some other names floating through there, like a Goldstein or a Nick Nat, depending on the format you play, but for the most part, five years, Grundy gone. Five years prior, Sandalyn's Cox. The reason you go set and forget is because they're clearly the best. I don't think you can build that narrative anymore that there is a clear top two that are so superlatively greater than the rest. Yep, I think Grundy's going to be the number one rock Comfortably. Then I go, Gorn should be very good. Maybe a little regression, but still very good. Is Darcy as good as he was in the whole season? I don't know. Is it O'Brien? Is it Marshall? I don't know. Is there close enough, good enough? It might just be. That's what we talked about right at the start of this 50 Most Relevant. Yourself and I were talking about, Rob, is his close enough, good enough? Because if it is, that 200K is hugely important. So for me, I look at the combination of cheap price, cheap price, no, like, clear top-level ruck, R1 and 2, Set and Forget. I can't not have Pruce as a viable option in my team right now. Well,
0: there's a few things there. The thing with Set and Forget, especially with those guys recently in Gorn and Grundy, is they're not just best in their line. Mm. For years, they were the best players in the comp. That's especially true. in Supercoach. So, yeah. they entered a new tier of... These guys are captaincy options. Like, Grandi was the number one DT player for some years when he was up over 120. You know, we know what Gorn was in the COVID year. Like, that game could not have become more Max Gorn. As you mentioned, it's one of the greatest averages we've ever seen. It was off the charts. So that was point one we set and forget, and maybe why recently it has been very, very successful. The yep. thing that people don't talk about with set and forget because it feels like it's a strategy that people hear and go, "Well, how does it how does it fail?" You know, you've got the two best rocks, you set for the year, you have got no dramas. Yeah. Where it can fail is if you pick the two rocks that you think are the best, and guess what? Sometimes happens in fantasy, you can be wrong. Yeah. So imagine if you think it's Gordon Grundy, and unfortunately it's Darcy, and yeah. he goes one ten. And Gorn goes, just say, 100. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, 10 points a week. You're leaking. Yeah. You're leaking that a week. The reason it's not as dramatic in other lines when you're wrong is sometimes you miss on a mid. Yes. And you go, oh, well, you know, they're, they're, they just slide down to M8. Sure. And the disparity between them and some of the other options that will present over the year, because that's the thing with these mids. There's value yeah. that, built in. There's I don't need him for 10, 12 weeks. I might only need him for six. Like, who's that run home guy? We always talk about that. That's but unfortunately, when you, when you lock in these rucks and you're wrong, and especially as you identified, there can be some risk, as I yeah. said, whether it's a Gorn regression, whether it's Darcy body, you know, whether it's Marshall, whether it's Ruck O'Brien, head. all these guys, yeah. you start thinking about that, you know, O'Brien nearly had a 110 season. Would it, be, would it be mental to say that Gorn went at 95? Like, that's not terrible. No. I mean, it could be 15 points a week down. You know, in, in Supercoach, the way Darcy tracks, he, he's shown 118. You know, that's, that's gigantic. So, that all of a sudden, these things can get to be 15 and 20 points. And everyone else might have them. You know, maybe they take a Prus on and they identify that, oh, my God, it's Marshall's year. Marshall's flying. rider has gone down. You've locked yourself in and now you're doing primo to primo. Whereas in yeah. a midfield line, you shuffle that premium that might be underperforming down and you say, I worry about that last minute. I know you can say the same for the rack.
1: That's true. But yep. if
0: they, but if they've identified that player by having a rookie in that spot, their options are open. They can take anyone. Yeah. And the thing with that option too is maybe it's an O'Brien that cops an injury. Maybe it's yep. knocked out on three points and you've got this bargain that presents itself and you can bring them in. When you've, when you're locked in, it's set and forget. The whole point is you're forgetting it. You're not, you're not taking any value. So anything that comes your way, you can't pick up on those bargains because you're locked in, mm. you know, in the mids, no one starts eight minutes. How many times is there a concussion a score that we go, Oh my God, this is just, everyone's jumping on this player. Like, they're yeah. too good. They've had an injury score. It's about to roll out. You don't do that in the forward line and back line. You don't start six premiums. No. Nah. But when you do, and again, there is positives. There's a lot of people that have succeeded with set and forget. Yeah. But there is risk if there's any volatility or if you make a mistake in picking who those top two guys are, because all of a sudden you're going, well, I, I want, well, think about Riley O'Brien's breakout year, MJ. Yeah. How tricky does that get, right? You've got a guy that was rookie priced. Yes. You're locked in at two rucks. You're locked in at two rucks on field.
1: You're getting the cash, but you're missing the points. Yeah.
0: You're getting the points. And people are going, I've got Riley O'Brien at 120K on field going 90. Mm -hmm. And I've got a mid going, you know, let's just say it was a Josh Kelly going 110. Sure. The converse for people had was, I've got Max Gorn as my ruck two going against Kelly. Let's just say they cancel each other out at 110. Sure, but they've got a mid rookie.
1: Yeah, they've got a 60s 60. going there. Yeah, you're
0: closed off to that option. Correct. And what's curious this year is, could Pruce be that guy that has that Riley O'Brien breakthrough? Maybe. Maybe. But then there's some guys: Sam Hayes, yeah. Max Lynch. Condon, there's a lot of there's a lot of Kerry. things that could be piling up, and when set and forget doesn't work, you're closed off. You're closed yeah. off to a lot of those options. You start going in that year. I got to get Rilo Bryant on field. This is too many points. Like he's a rookie, and now all of a sudden, it's not forget. You move. You have to move it. Your mover gone on. You sideways are gone to a midfielder, and maybe you DPP that ruck foot in. But that is the risk. That is the risk. That's why some people go, no, no. I want the rookie there. I want to have a look at the landscape. I want to see what's going on. I don't. I don't (laughs) feel confident with two of them. Maybe you feel confident. Like you said, with a Grundy, you go, nah, he's no, he's one or two. He's one or two. But that's the only thing that is a little bit of downside. And the reason I bring it up is it favors Bruce. Yeah. You have a Proust and it goes haywire in terms of he might explode.
1: Sure. Okay, you've
0: got him on field. You're getting those points. You're getting great yep. value for money. If it fails, okay, maybe you've got a Sam Hayes on the bench playing. Maybe you've got okay. someone else that's playing. And if not, maybe you do have to restructure. Maybe it's okay, I need to get up. I need to get up to gone. I've got to get yeah. up. I've got to cull this other mid pricer. Maybe
1: yeah. you've
0: got a maybe you've got a premium that didn't have the, the role you thought. Maybe you think I've just got to make this move. I've got to stabilize the side. That's right. You know, Bruce is a liability, He's not in the team. I can't be copying a zero. And guess what? You just got to treat that like a fix up trade. Yeah. And that's what you do with anything else. You've got trades now. You've got trades to fix it up. So for me, the upside feels greater taking the Proust and being open to all these options quite simply than locking in this set and forget and not being able to touch any of these pieces of gold that might come through.
1: Yeah. I, I look at Proust and agree with all of that. People are going, but what about Flynn? Cool. That's a really great point. Mark McGowan, one of the Herald Sun journalists, said that he, Bruce is certainly not at full fitness right now. He's coming off some severe surgery, just coming off the back of COVID too. That's well known. Um, but he's there and thereabouts. He's in the mix. People are going, oh, he's no lock to be the R1. Politely about Flynn, I'll put it to you this way. At numerous points in the year of 2021, He was not providing the GWS Giants what they needed as a pure ruck. So they went to a 35-year-old man who is coming back from a second retirement, who couldn't run, who couldn't do anything if the ball wasn't beyond a five-meter radius of him. And he ended up being the number one ruck. He couldn't even play four games in a row, but Cameron just went, what he gives me at the contest... Is what I need. And so we will sacrifice defensively. We will sacrifice on the spread because in the contest and at the pressure point, I need it. Pruce and the has record was struggled. amazing,
0: wasn't it, MJ? Like, yeah. The, the games when Mumford was in,
1: they so barely much lost better. the
0: game. It, it was so much better. It was stark. You're spot on bringing up that because I think a lot of people forgot about that, you know, that Mumford did have that impact. Like he lifted and in all fairness to Flynn, AFL level is bloody exhausting. You're going up against the absolute best, and it does wear on you. And again, we know Bruce's body is an issue, but he's been in the system long enough. Again, I know people use it as a negative, but he's trained against Goldstein. He's trained against Gorn. You cannot undersell that exposure. Yeah. You know, Mumford's a guy that was just trying to get through the week. Like, he wouldn't be doing nothing on the track. Just get him to game time. He'll give you everything he's got. Yep. As you said, the team lifted. The performances, for whatever reason, came on the back of it.
1: Mm -hmm. But
0: it didn't speak much for Flynn, did it? When Mumford was insurance for multiple years, and they kept breaking that glass and wheeling him out, and he just kept fighting. But if Flynn was going to do what O'Brien did, when O'Brien said, "No, no, this is my ruck department," that's and right. And, and, and Jacob, excuse me, was shipped off. Like he stamped himself, he proved yep. himself. Flynn had that chance. Yeah. He, he just didn't do it, did he, O'Day? And no. again, he'll get another chance this year. I'm sure there'll be something that happens that gives him a chance. But we're not asking for 22 from Bruce. As I said, we're asking for probably six. If we get six, we're pretty Where happy. Are, we, we're we've made our cash. Made.
1: We've, We've got, got, got price. a ember
0: O'Brien. That's more than Look, enough. Four price movements. Yeah,
1: and and it gives us a chance to probably grab by round six, depending on how your cash generation's going, a fallen premium in another line and a ruck, and it just becomes one of your primary moves. Conversely, he's dobbing out the 80s, 85s, maybe even a 90 for you over the first eight weeks, six weeks, and you go, oh no, I, I can now actually jump on. Uh, Tim Taranto, who we had the other day on the 50, he plays forward, could be the narrative. Toby Green comes back. Oh, I can get a cheap green and X midfielder I can because I can hold on for two more weeks with Bruce. It, as you said, it just provides options. And once you've got options, you can be aggressive and make some moves. And that is one of the most important things you can do. For me, if he plays any a practice or a Maynard community series, which we are banning that name now because we absolutely mozzed (laughs) him. Um, If he plays, even in a ruck forward role, for me, I'm picking him because he just does all the things that we've talked about right throughout this episode. I've locked him in. My format of rucks is exactly the same across every line and it is Grundy, it is Pruce and it is Hayes. For me, it feels like the easiest three picks and it's overcomplicating it. Um, happy to hear other people's thoughts otherwise, and that's fine. But for me, it just feels so simple. Drafts is interesting where it goes. And I'm very mm. keen on your take, uh, Kane, both in a keeper and a single season. is Ultimately different. But it does feel, it all is caveated around. Is utilities on? Is it two rucks? And how many in your league? Because a ruck with six teams or eight teams? has a vastly different reliability and desire um, than what a 16 does, really, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, well, in all reality, MJ, he's not in the top 10 rucks. So if we start with most teams and leagues having 10 teams and one ruck on field, which is the most common, Mm -hmm. uh, he's not in that territory. He's not in that territory. Now... If everything fell his way, could he get there? You know, you start getting to 80 and you're in that you're in that frame. So he's someone you could, but he's also someone that I'm getting mid-depth, I'm getting back depth, I'm getting forward depth, and I'm just taking very, very late, like very, very late in the piece as an emergency to someone else. Like you're not. You're not going to get much more than maybe a fieldable type of guy. I don't see the upside bursting into the eighty-five, ninety range across a season, and and that's what it takes to compete with your your Lysets, your Nick Natanui's, you know, your Nain Kurverses. Yep. So it doesn't seem like that's there. And even projecting further than that, I don't ever see him being above eighty-five, ninety. So really he's a backup guy. Um, he's sort of a nice compliment on your bench, but really in most leagues, a lot of people just carry the one ruck you know, just because they want, they want depth in other lines. They want to play loopholes. Um, he's probably someone that gets left in the pool in a few sort of situations, really, you know, maybe it's just the fixture. You know, if you've got a fr- if he plays early in the week, you put him on the emergency. If you like yeah, his story, true. you take it. But I think he's a streaming sort of guy. Um, I just don't see the elevation in the game to be on the big dogs level. You know, even yep. now, MJ, we go Gorn, Grundy, Darcy, Marshall, O'Brien, Nick Lysette, Goldstein. And then you've got guys like Curvis and English that have shown perfectly potential. fine. they've shown the more. Back. So my point is maybe if you're in a 16 team league, maybe you start thinking, okay, there's 18 clubs. He's better than him. I'll play him. You know, some of these teams do have a ruck share that's quite heavy. He's, he's a late sort of guy. He's your 12th to 16th type of guy. Um, and if anything, he's on your bench. And really after that, he's probably just a guy you play when needed off the waivers. I just don't see yeah. the upside to really... I, again, I'd rather take that flyer on the mids, backs or forwards with yeah, someone who thinks got upside. Um, and you can find it now. If you add utilities, MJ, clearly there's Different. a little bit more value because there can be some rock scarcity. Maybe yep. it's a little bit more, but um, again, he's still for me in that if he gets to the top 10, it's great. He's probably 80 plus for a season, sure. But really, he's probably yeah, 12 to 16. So it's yeah, not I really super so draft relevant.
1: No, he'll be solid, um, but but it won't probably make the difference for you all. Um, let's talk about. Tomorrow, though, we got another big name to drop. But Kane, you've been an absolute beast right throughout this season and series, and I have been yet again and talking about Braden Pruce. So thank you, mate.
0: No problem, MJ. No problem. If you want to
1: go read the article on him or any of the other players revealed so far, you can do it right now at CoachesPanel.tv. If you've been loving the content you're getting through the preseason from all of us here at the panel, there are three simple ways you can support the Coaches Panel. Number one. Tell a mate that plays fantasy footy uh, about the coaches panel, tell them and encourage them. Hey, you've got to check out these podcasts. Got to read these articles. Number two, where you can support us, make sure you followed subscribed and less a five star rating and review on wherever you get these podcasts or the third becoming a financial supporter and joining the Patreon supporter group for as little as two bucks a month. You can get access to cash league prizes, hidden content, uh, exclusive groups, and a bunch of other stuff. All the links for that are at coachespanel.tv. Tomorrow, we hit the number eight. And I'm telling you right now, people are sleeping on this guy in some formats. In others, a no-brainer pick. They see him. They know what he can do. Decision made. Other formats, they're talking themselves out because there's quote-unquote nothing that I could get anywhere else. Really? I think he's one of the easiest picks in your starting squad for 2022. Who is he? You'll find out tomorrow in the 50 most relevant.